Okay, welcome back to the Possibility Show. This is Jovan, your host, and I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach, and an author of an upcoming book. And I'm very excited uh, to have here as a guest because our guest in this episode is not only uh, very good in, in terms of uh, finances, um, she is also a coach um, and she helps people basically takes care of the, their money and how they can handle their cash flow and all of this. Well, I will let her explain all of that. So without further ado, let's all welcome my good friend, Rachel Koo. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all your fans shouting. So Rachel, thank you very much for guesting. Yeah, welcome. Yes. So as a start, so that for the benefit of the listeners, could you kindly introduce yourself so they can have a very good idea of who you are? Cool. So as you already know, you know, as everybody already know, my name is Rachel. I was, um, I'm currently a coach. Mm. Came from a banking background. Was in banking for 20 years. Um, after 20 long years in banking industry, decided to came out onto an unknown territory and started coaching in the past for the past four years mm -hmm. yeah so currently a coach mm. and maybe like let's say just personally like what do you like what do you like to do or not like to do and things like that so that you, you know they can imagine what kind of person you are rachel is from singapore by the way uh we met in singapore in a personal development program uh, and now we're in the same uh boat in nlp uh coaching as well so yeah, uh, yep. Like, what do you like to do, Rachel? What do I Besides like? Besides sleep, to do? I know you like to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I like to sleep. I like to eat, <laughs> and but I think basically I I like to work. I'm mm. a workaholic mm. at heart. Nice. So I love okay. working. You know, back in banking yeah. industry where everybody says that oh, you know, you have to work overtime. There's a lot of stress. You work twenty four hours a day. But I was happy at that point in time, surprisingly, mm. because I love working. Nice. And I guess now it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because I'm working for myself mm -hmm. instead of for other people. So I guess, yeah, it, it's more aligned with my values, doing things that I like, doing things that I believe in. Not that I didn't believe in what I was doing when I was in banking. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now... Well, you stayed, you stayed and worked there for 20 years, so I'm sure you really liked what you were doing during that time as well, right? Yeah. Uh, that, I'm, I'm curious because it seems like uh, because we, we experienced different eras in in our kind of like generations so there's the agriculture and then it became like the industrial age you know like a lot of engineers I, I'm, I'm basically part of that uh but you went into so so i know we're kind of like in the same era same age range but you didn't go to engineering and and did that kind of job or studied that yet you went and studied something that was for the next one which is mm. banking and finances mm. so so what made you choose that path when you were young oh <laughs> yeah that was actually a funny story no i when i finished um, my secondary school i didn't know what i wanted to study in poly yeah in singapore we call it the polytechnic i didn't know what i wanted to go on to study and then i happened to uh know a senior from my secondary school, she went into banking. 
So she started telling me about it, and in my mind, that sounds very fascinating mm. and very interesting. Yeah. So I actually followed her and went into banking instead of business. To me, I guess business at that point in time was very popular, but it's also very generic. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So then I just applied into banking and I got in. And since then, because I studied banking, I stepped into the banking industry. It felt like a natural progression. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Interesting. And and it reminds me of uh, my own story as well, because I have this cousin that was I think three or four years older than me, and he went into engineering. And so I also was like when ev- when everyone in my school, well, secondary school, my classmates and the other students there, they were all talking about what you're gonna be doing, what you're gonna be, you know, taking up when you go to college or tertiary. Uh, then I was like, oh, I don't know, like you know, I don't know. And so, but I was looking up to that cousin yeah. of mine, and I told myself if he decided to do them, he, there must be some, you know. Yeah. 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 And and that that shows and this is so interesting that shows how the people around us mm. you know especially people that we look up to and we respect yeah. has an influence you know a certain level of influence over our thoughts and thinkings and behavior. Yeah, yeah interesting. interesting is that. Yeah, yeah, interesting, right? Well, oh, similar story. So yeah, so then I went and, and did engineering and so yeah, I did that for about 10 years not 20 years just like you. <laughs> But very, very interesting. So I was doing my own research uh, on you, and I saw that um, yeah, twenty years, but you stayed in one company for half of that. Yes. Uh, and yeah. uh, Citibank. Yes. Uh, and when you entered there, I think you were a s- assistant manager. Is that correct? When I first entered the bank. Yeah, Citibank. Mm, no, I entered as entry level okay. staff. Okay. Okay. And well, I was there for first ten years. And um, well, I love city. City. Their slogan is, you know, the city never sleeps. <laughs> so when you know, like I mentioned earlier, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love working. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. the the staff doesn't really sleep as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oops. 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 <laughs> But you love that culture. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, you love that culture, and yeah. and no wonder. I think you also progressed because I was as I was looking. Yeah, you started yeah from the bottom ranks, yep. and then you ended up after twenty years as assistant vice president. Yeah. Wow, wow, and so how how was that? Like you said, besides loving just working, mm. um, what else? What else could we think of like who Rachel is as this banker or someone mm. in the bank. Wow. Well, that period of time, that 20 years, it yeah. helped me to, it grew, it matured me. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. 20 years is not a short time. Mm-hmm. Well, not so long too. But um, in that 20 years, especially in the first 10 years within Citibank itself, I was very grateful for that period of time. I was grateful for a very good boss, um, bosses. And the only reason I stayed in CD for so long is because I had very good bosses. Mm. So in the first, out of that 10-year period in CD, the first five years I was with operations. Yeah. And subsequently, the second five years, I moved on to, um, you know, compliance side, you know, ah. customer, um, okay. the documentation, yeah. compliance, know your customer yep, side. Yep, yep. And, and especially the second half of, especially after I moved into that com- 
compliance KYC area, the boss is really, really good. She is so good that we still keep in touch. Mm. And that team that we had at that point in time, we all of us, we are still connected. Mm. That's yeah. nice. So that's how and important the boss is. Yes. Okay. And that we had that whole team of like, what, 10 plus people. Mm-hmm. And to this day, we are still saying that if that boss were to, you know, open her own company or do something, every one of us will willingly go back and work for her. Wow. And that's so amazing. Yeah, she's really wow. fantastic. Yeah. Wow, now you are really making me curious. So, can you describe what are those qualities of this boss? So, let, let's say someone is listening here and then they're imagining, yeah, I want to be a good boss as mm. well. Like, what would be those qualities that they can model? Okay, the first thing that I can think of is she listens mm. to her staff okay. and she's open to feedback. Mm. Um, it's interesting, the, the one very significant incident that I remembered was, you know, and, and of course she's not without flaws, but she is very real. She is her. Mm. And she speaks her mind. She's direct, she speaks her mind. What is, is the, it's like the phrase, what you see is what you get. Okay. So when you talk to her, you know that she's being honest yeah. and truthful. Yeah. And, you know, whatever that she says doesn't have underlying hidden meanings. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one particular incident where first, when we first, the team first formed, um, there was one incident where she unknowingly spoke a little bit louder at the top of her voice. <laughs> yeah. So it's... it's well, I say a little bit louder, but it's like across the room, you can hear her lah. Mm. And, and that was a big room at that point in time. <laughs> so, so, and then after that, one of my colleagues went to her in a very nice, we, we all report to her. So my colleague went to her and said very nicely, uh, do you mind maybe next time, you know, wow. you know, you can let talk to us individually instead of shouting so loud. Yeah. yeah. And then she was very um, open to feedback. And mm. immediately she said, yeah, okay, thank you for telling her that she'll, she'll do that the next time. Wow. Yeah. And we were all so impressed. And I guess since then, it was then that I have this belief in me that respect is always earned. Mm. So I've always, you know, gone by the notion that respect is never given. Mm. It doesn't mean that, you know, you have that title. It means that you're given that particular respect because you're CEO of a company. I don't buy into that. Okay. Yeah, respect is always earned. Yeah. 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 And and I, I like that because when you were sh- when when you were sharing that I think there's this conception that uh, a leader needs to be, you know, someone who is dic- dic- dictating what needs to be done or you you have this persona that you are untouchable, you know, yeah. like very strong. Yeah. And what you are saying is that your ex-boss is someone who is very real very authentic you know he she listens and yeah. accepts feedback which is you know not really the normal boss that we yeah. think that should be yeah right? wow besides this too anything else that um she lets us know that she's with us mm. that um when anything happens or rather when things happen she is there for us and with us Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, and that's also one of the um, values that I took away mm. from being being working with her for five years. Subsequently, when I have my own team, that's also something that I implemented for my own team as well. Wow. Yeah. 
Nice. Uh, to be there for my staff. Nice. Yeah. And so, okay, so that, so after that, then you started having your own team, then you became yeah. a boss, right? Yeah. Uh, and how was that experience like? What, what, the change? Was it a massive change or is it like, oh, no, nothing, I got this? Oh, it was a massive change because subsequently, um, I changed the job, I moved on to the next role. Mm. And then out of the blue, I was told to um, manage a team. Mm -hmm. And the very first day that I took on the role, um, given that it's a new company, new team of people, new department. <laughs> yeah, everything is new and it is very... <laughs> It's not an easy, it's, it's quite a challenging team because the age range is from as young as 20, fresh out of college to, you know, 60 plus, you know, almost. <laughs> so the age range was very great and, and that team was, it was nice, like it was fun. Um, but when I first took it on, the very first day that I went in, I, I guess it's my, the pressure that I imposed upon myself. Mm. I felt so pressured to perform. I, I, I have a little bit of perfectionist in me mm -hmm. that at the end of the first day actually actually somehow broke down, cried and I left the office, ran, ran away from the office oh. on the very first day. Wow. Yeah, that was the very first day that took, and that was in front of my staff. <laughs> oh my God, I almost wanted to dig a hole in the ground and hide my head there. Oh my God. Yeah, so that was, I always laugh when I Try to think back. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow, but how, how big it was your, your team? It sounds like it's a big team because the age range is so big. Um, initially, it started with six people. Subsequently, it grew to 10 plus people. Uh -huh. But the age, age range is, is, is wow. there la, because... Was yeah. it a startup? No, it was it was with a bank. Okay, okay. I yeah, thought it, it, it sounds like a startup. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But which one did you enjoy more, you know, when you were... When you're working for a boss or were you, were you, you know, the one, the boss that has uh, subordinates? Um, both. Both, okay. Yeah, because when I was working with a boss, it was, you know, being a little bit sheltered, still learning, but yet, well, you know that there's always someone there that's looking after you, that's looking out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when I was managing, so the interesting thing is there's still a connection there. So when I was managing my own team, I would still think back to my previous boss and think what would she do? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so you when really I, modeled yeah, your ex-boss? Yeah, she's amazing. Okay, Yeah. interesting. So, so you said um, you are workaholic. Do you have any... Okay, let's say, let's say I want to, to be someone who, who also succeeds in, in the workplace, for example. Do you have any like learnings from, from that experience that you want to share so that they can be able to, to be able to do the same thing? Or is it like because you were built like that or how, how is it? You're referring to the workaholic part? Yeah, like, like in, when general. You, when, in general when you were still working. Okay, yeah. for someone... Now, looking back at my banking career, at my path, for someone to succeed at what you're doing, I would tell the person to have that level of awareness, mm -hmm. to know what they are good at, mm. and to also know their 
I'm going to use the word values. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, to know their values, to know what is important to them. And so as to figure out what they are like and what are their likes and dislikes and what are important to them in order to figure out what's their path, career path going to be like. Mm. So end of the day is about knowing what is important to them that they're able to shift, to have that level of clarity to help them to gear towards um, a career path that suits themselves. Mm. You know, many times, you know, when we came, come out fresh from college, especially when we're fresh from college, we, we just, you know, send out resumes, we get a job, you know, we're just happy to get a job and we step into that environment, working environment, and we adapt ourselves to that environment. Mm, true. So when we know our values and our likes and dislikes, we then, can then begin to design our life in such a towards the direction where we are creating our environment to adapt to us yeah. instead yeah so that's that's the key like really understanding ourselves yeah. uh what we like what, what our strengths and and all of this yeah. wow so can you say for yourself that you knew that very early no or you you had some struggles as well i had struggles mm, okay. yeah I've always had this, or rather back then, I have had this, um, well, there wasn't really any doubt that I'm going to banking because I studied banking. <laughs> but when I was there, when I was in it, sometimes I would wonder whether um, that's all I meant to be, whether I'm going to be in banking for the rest of my life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because banking, well, banking pays relatively well at that point in time. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And so, well, some people do see it as a job that they can hold on to for the rest of for their the rest lives. Of life, yeah, yeah. But, but for me, I've always, always had that doubt that, you know, that would be um, something that, that I'm going to hold on to for the rest of my life. And, and yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So was it early on that you were like hearing this? Is it, a, does it come uh, like a voice or... Uh, that's telling you that there's something missing or maybe this is not it um, mm. did it did it come to you early or because I, I can I can somehow relate to this that even though I was engineering and I was my my, my work back then even though I was an engineer wasn't like similar to maybe 80% of the engineering work out there which is you go into a factory work maybe in a shift and then go back home and then come back the following day right so mine was very flexible i get to travel i get to sometimes be you know like chill and just at the office just wait for the call and things like that or maybe it will be quite adventurous so there's a level of certainty there's a level of uncertainty in the job enough that makes it so interesting and even though i was doing that of course when i was still very very young of course it didn't occur to me like there's other stuff but but maybe somewhere around mid 20s i started thinking you know like maybe there's something else like you know so when did that like start for you that came in at my it started from my 10 year mark because when i first oh. stepped into banking it was a learning curve and it was fun for me yeah. at that point in time yeah. so it was new everything is new so i was learning all the way until probably the 10th year Mark, where I changed company and then another few years of exploring and I guess it really started when when um, 
during especially during the 15 year mark onwards I was still that there's this small little voice mm, inside mm. that says hey are you really going to do this for the rest of your life is this really all there is yeah. to your career yeah. okay yeah. wow okay now now it's getting getting really juicy <laughs> <laughs> okay so so now when you were hearing that 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 question or that statement what was the the answer that's coming up for you at that point in time, I had no answer. Mm, okay. There was a lot of fear. Mm. Well, one thing because the money is good. So <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So the fear is the fear is what's gonna happen next. Yeah. Yeah. Given that all my experience, yeah. all my expertise, everything is within banking itself. Mm. So the minute I step out, um the next job or role or anything else that I do, it may not give me the same or rather I'm quite sure that it will not give me the same, same. level of pay that yeah. that's I'm being paid yeah. for. Yeah. For sure. You have climbed up so high. <laughs> wow. And then that's that's why I was telling you before the, this podcast, um, that you know I'm I'm quite excited to to talk to you about because yeah, it was only yesterday or the other day that I was doing my research on you and then I saw like wow Rachel is like ooh uh, vice president, assistant vice president. Wow, how awesome is that? Yeah. And if you can see here right now, she's just sh shrugging her <laughs> shoulders like, nah. yeah, and and yeah. So there was a lot of fear, and you you don't basically don't have any answers. And by the way, for those who are listening, and it this might come to you as well, or it has come to you in in that point of your life and you're confused, maybe you want something else and there's a lot of fear and you don't know the answer and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be there and you know, just continue asking and then eventually you will, you will see that answer as well. Yeah. But keep on, keep on exploring and then don't stop uh, asking that question as well. So, so yeah, so when did that or maybe, I don't know if it's like fully answered or, uh, yeah, that question. Um, no, at that point in time, I didn't get a definite answer mm. as to what the next step is. Yeah. So, but it came to a point in my life where I got sick and tired of being sick and tired of, you know, not wanting to, I mean, the role is still fun. Yeah. And at a point in time, I was, I ended up in a company, um, US Bank with a very good boss as well. Yeah. Um, it was so good that when I before I left, I actually gave him six months notice. Mm. The normal period is only two months, yep. if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, just one to two months. But yeah. I gave him six months because I wanted the team to be taken care of. I wanted the transition to be good. Um, but it came to a point where I, although I didn't have a definite answer as to what I'm doing next, yeah. but I'm prepared to take a break. You know, I told myself, what is the worst thing that can happen? Mm. At the most, I take a break and I'll come back in if need be. And then we'll see where life leads me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So everything is going well for you. Uh, so maybe you can just make it more clear for me as well. And for the listeners, like what made you sick and tired? Because that, that's very, that's to me, that's very interesting. Hmm. That's a very good question. Yeah. I guess it's the, it's the, at that point in time for me, that's a normal sea of things that, that, um, that is a routine. Mm. It has gotten to a point where it's a normal routine for me 
to be doing the things that I'm doing, to be going to work every day. And yet there is still that sense of dissatisfaction mm. that that not being fully fulfilled mm. inside. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like that, not being fully fulfilled. Hmm. Where where would you say did was that coming from? Um, from your own just like feeling or maybe something that you've heard before or something that you know that from someone like comparing no. compare it's just in, inside it's just you. inside it's just it's just that feeling at that point in time i didn't have the level of awareness that i have now mm-hmm. um if we were talking about the level of awareness at that point it was probably just 50 percent yeah yeah Okay. And comparing now, probably 80-90%, great, greater level of awareness now. Yeah. But back then, it was only 50. Mm. And I also didn't have the language, wasn't exposed to as, as, as much things that I am now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a different frame altogether at that point. Yeah, that was, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. And I mean, uh, I, I'm pausing a bit because I'm also trying to recall uh, where was my... Uh, coming, my call, uh, not calling, like that voice was yeah. coming from as well. But yeah, it's something to to reflect on. So interesting. So now, so now that you so you resigned mm-hmm. and you finally decided, I'm sick of tired of being sick of tired. So I love that. <laughs> I love that. So uh, and then then um, you took a break. Uh, how long was your break? Was uh, it a conscious thought like I'm gonna take this long or how did no, that happen? No, I just I just left and took a break. I. It was so long ago, right? Four years ago. That's so long. That's such a long time. <laughs> I couldn't really. I don't really remember. Let me think. I think it was like um, I took a break for like half a year. Then I joined a um, social enterprise. Oh. Yeah, I wanted to try out the charity part. The the being you know doing things that feeds my soul mm. instead of you know just the money part. Yes. Yeah try out then realized that that wasn't for me mm-hmm. yeah then I came out and um, also I backtrack a little bit when I resigned that also started my journey on uh, personal development I took on I went for my first personal development course there as well yeah which is which is money and you money and you Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, that's the most uh, mentioned personal development course in my <laughs> podcast <laughs> but yeah but yeah I, I, I'm I'm yeah if if I was I was just telling a while ago to to Desmond uh, my my uh, housemate here and uh, I was telling him that if if I experience something very nice like a pod uh, sorry not like a, a podcast a program a workshop or even a retreat you know meditation retreat then I would definitely just share it, you know, to other people in the podcast as well, so that they can benefit as well. So mm. yeah. yeah, so yeah, money and you. So 2016, yes, I did mine 2013. Oh, so yeah. I'm your senior. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, yeah, so fascinating. And then, um, was was it? How did you tumble upon money and you? By the way. Oh. Um... Previously, I joined a um, investment-related workshop. Oh, okay. And so that person was talking about money. It got me curious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually started us checking out that course three years 
Back. Back. 2013. Yeah. Ooh. So, well, I didn't realize it back then. Subsequently, one of the trainers told me that I asked about Money You for three long years. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. I emailed them. I asked Simon? them. Subsequently, uh, Douglas told me. Oh, Douglas. <laughs> but but I, Simon was the one I corresponded with. Okay, okay. So he's that kind soul who answered my questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Simon, yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect description of Simon. Yes. So I asked him so many questions because I was in Singapore mm. and the program is in KL. Yeah. So I asked him, is it worth it to travel, you know, three and a half days overseas, you know, go all the way there to stay there and the long hours to pay so much for such a course, but I haven't attended before, so I didn't know what the benchmark was like. So, so and I asked him, what, what, what is it about? What do I get from it? All the different types of questions. And at that point in time, yeah. I was someone who needs to see 10 steps ahead mm. before I can take that one step. Wow, okay, okay. <laughs> Not so now, but I was, that back was then. me back then. Yeah, yeah, the, so, the banker ratio. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it took me three long years. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So well, eventually, finally, I went. Yeah. And that was a huge change. Made made a huge shift. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And what would you say was maybe there's one or two huge change in you? Um. First few things well the one of the first the first thing is that it helped me to open up my frame the level of awareness that there are so many things outside of my life in this world mm. than just me than just my career yeah i like i like that and then I'm, I'm laughing a bit because um yeah it's like we, we, I think before we, we have that kind of level of self-awareness, we always thought that the world is us, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, it's all yeah. about me, but it's actually not. So, yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. Yeah. Mm. And also that there's a lot more things out there that I don't know, that mm. I actually don't know that is possible and feasible. And there's yes. so much wisdom in all the things that they teach. And it's not just you know, words that they say, but it's concepts that can be put into place, they can apply anytime, everywhere, to everything. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I like about or love about personal development programs is that, especially very good ones, of course, there are a lot of crappy ones out there as well. Uh, so those that I tell in this uh, podcast, then those are the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, at least based on our experience, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that it really after you get that transformation or whatever you, whatever you want to call it, breakthroughs, then you have all these possibilities opening up, uh, right? And I remember mine, Money in You, uh, was really about abundance. And because what, what I brought into Money in You was my issues on money, issues on relationship, which is what Money in You is all about. But yeah. when I went there, I totally didn't know what I, what, what it's for, what, why I was there, um, and what I'm going to get. All I know, it's a business program. And it's so weird, business <laughs> program. And, and, you know, and we, we talked about, a lot of the you yes. talk about money yeah. yeah 
So very interesting. And so 2016, which one did you take? The first April. one? April. Oh, April. Yeah. Oh, April. Okay. So then after that, what happened? Tell me what happened. After that, well, there's no such thing as a magic pill if yep. only there is or a crystal ball if I can see the future. So after that, there was still, it was me um, figuring out, you know, making adjustments, making corrections, the step to the left, step to the right, and you know, figuring things out along the way. Yeah. And it didn't, I didn't end up being a coach. And it, it, it was, it came up by accident. Because after that, um, as I was still finding things to play with, I was thinking, what's my purpose in life? What am I here for? Hmm. What's, uh, what is, what are things that I like? And yeah. Mm. And then from there, I took on another program. Program. I was thinking whether are there any. I think there's a few more little bits and pieces personal development program that I took. Yeah. So the, then the next one that I took on was the NLP one. NLP one. Okay. Yeah. NLP one. And it was the NLP one that actually um, helped me to that further develop my skills, and I felt that it it aligned with my values mm -hmm. and what I wanted to contribute. Of course, being what I'm good at as well and what I wanted to contribute to people around me mm. and that led me to become a coach. Fantastic. When when did you do NLP again? So it's 2018? Wow. Two, two years ago? Three years ago? I think it was approximately there, two, two years back. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're a certified coach. And yeah, uh, and you kind of like, well, I wouldn't say went one big round and came back to where you started, but in a way you are because you are also coaching in the finance yeah. finance space, right? And you've started your own company, which mm. is Expense Concierge. Yep. Uh, so could you tell us more about uh, what Expense Concierge is about and what do you do and all these things? Expense Concierge is about me leveraging on my 20 years of banking experience. So basically what I did was I combined what I'm good at, mm -hmm. I combined what I'm passionate about, mm. and I, it, then, then that formed Expense Concierge. So it is about helping people, coaching people in the area of finances. Mm -hmm. So I believe that um, money is not something that is not a scarce resource. Yes. Yeah. Time is the only thing that is scarce, mm -hmm. not money. Money can be earned, money can be, resources can be leveraged on to earn money. Yeah. And talents can be built. Mm. So, um, and yet, a lot of people struggle with money. Mm. Yeah. Some people struggle with the concept of money. Some people struggle with their beliefs about money. Mm. You know, um, I, I wouldn't put it towards the abundance side, but it's also about their internal beliefs about whether they deserve to 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 have money come into their life yeah yeah and, and deserve more yeah deserve more right yeah yeah so um so it's about the beliefs what they what they believe about money what people um their mindsets are their values are about money how to best manage money in a way that suits their own character and lifestyle mm. So I have a firm belief in that every one of us are unique in our own ways yeah. and, and we adapt the surrounding to what works for us. Mm. So there's a lot of things. So when it comes to finance, 
you'll notice that there's a lot of financial gurus out there that recommends a whole ton of things. Yeah. 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 So when you go online and do a search, there's no information that you can't find. Yes. Yeah. But it is about having that level of awareness to be able to adapt and filter what is out there into what works for you. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, in fact, I was gonna I was gonna mention that because I've uh, yeah after money in you, then money became a big topic in in mm. my life because I wanted to in a way master it right. Um, failing business and all of this. So of course, then I have to be someone who won't be you know doing that again. So I have to master the the the, yeah. the money space. And I also worked with uh, some investors and we did teach financial literacy. And what I really noticed is that it is a structure, right? Yeah. It's a structure. Uh, so you save in this, blah, 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 blah. But then you, I also noticed that not a lot of them, and I and I'm really mean not a lot of them, even after learning, they would either just go back to their old ways or maybe they try and then they fail. And it's very interesting because it's all the same structure and yet yeah. a few people will grow their wealth in in no significant way yeah. yeah so so yeah so and and i think i also i also um got to realize this even in trading mm. um that only a few select traders will be successful yeah and it you know they also follow the same rules the same system the same strategies whatever whatever and there's a lot of it going on inside and yes. that's where you come in where coaching comes in yeah so what i love about what i do is because i work with people on a one-to-one -one basis i also do groups at times mm -hmm. but especially when i do it with one-to-one -one, i'm able to tailor the uh, strategies the tools, the techniques to a uh, specific to them to help them figure out what works best for nice. them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about looking at what works, what what they are like, and what worked and didn't work for them. Mm. For example, if a person is not detail oriented, if a person who hates tracking their expenses, then there's no point in asking them to you know track their daily yeah, spending. Yeah, do budgeting. Yeah, and, and, things, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's no point. They will just give up and and think that they are not cut out for looking at finances, and they just let it go. But there are other tools that they can utilize to help them to get to where they want to be by adjusting the methods. It's mm. about the methods. It's not about it's not about how they are, whether they have failed in that particular skill is not. It's about the different methods that they utilize to help them to get to their goal. Nice, nice. And so how long have you been, uh, when did you start Expense Concierge again? Mm, coming to three years. Wow, three years. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure you've worked with a lot of clients as yeah. well. Yeah. Not only in Singapore, right? Yeah. No, um, overall. currently most of my clients are in US. I work with people in US. Mm. I'm client and um, Singapore, of course, also in some in Australia, one in South Africa. So it's been very, it's an interesting journey. Nice. Yeah. And, and what is your vision for your company and, or maybe for yourself now, maybe in the next, I don't know, few years, five years, things like that. Like, what would you like to happen? Hmm. That's a very interesting question. What I would have liked to happen is to have a space um, ideally uh, probably I'm still playing between a co-working space or cafe space or could be a fist 
I would want it to be a physical space and a virtual space mm. for coaches and clients to be able to interact mm-hmm. and to um, build up a community of coaches and coaches nice. to come together. Yeah. Nice. And would that be under Expense Concierge or a different, a different brand itself? Mm. At this point in time, probably under Expense Concierge. So it could be... It's going to be lifestyle related, you mm. know, connecting, of course, cash flow with probably health and other, other different aspects of life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and, and I know you do life coaching as well, besides yeah. the 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 money coaching. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how much of your time is allotted to each each one? Um, well, I don't specify that way. It depends on clients' needs. Oh, okay. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's what that's what we love. Why we love, and what we love uh, from NLP as well. And because we can customize it to fit, you know, whatever specific needs yes. we want. Yes. And at the same time, we can ha- we can handle and tackle personal problems and interference yeah. or whatever is blocking that person from achieving what they yeah. want in life. And that's how vers- versatile the tools are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I was like talking to our master trainer as well. Uh, Heidi and yeah we were talking about uh, why she loves NLP and so yeah uh, fantastic fantastic Um, anything else that you would like to share based on what you've learned from that transition Um, like for for all those listeners who maybe maybe they've been working as well for the past 20 years in their job maybe they they like it but they feel there's something missing uh, and they want to explore um, based on what you've learned so far for the past four years, uh, what would be an advice that you can give them? Well, what I would say is that there is no one solution that fits everybody. So it's to be aware of which stage of life you are at and adapt the environment and take baby steps. It could sometimes it could even be a small step that you take mm-hmm. for example just spending some time to research on your area of interest or something that you're interested or doing even doing something about it or just one facebook post a day of in in the new business that you're thinking of setting up but even baby steps every single day makes a difference mm. yeah and it doesn't have to be you know even as we're talking about it it doesn't mean that you have to resign from a job now mm. and start the new journey tomorrow no yeah, you can yeah, start yeah. exploring start talking about it start gathering interest start looking for clients start talking to collaborators start looking for business partners there's a lot of things that can be done yeah yeah even before you know you resign from a job yeah, yeah yeah and i like that because you also mentioned uh before before that at the start like being really aware yeah. about about who you are yeah. and if you are someone who is more like motivated by security then don't don't resign immediately yeah. you know get a lot of information just like how rachel did before she signed up for money and you three, <laughs> three years i think that's a negative example <laughs> <laughs> no but but I think take take the time that you want and you know like you need yeah. before you you make that decision because just to to contrast a bit I'm the opposite oh. and so I'm someone who would jump like oh wow I, I think I want to do this then I jump wow I'm I'm totally opposite and I, because 
my, my the thing that motivates me is freedom mm. and not security so it's the opposite of security and so i want to have that freedom that i'll be able to do what i want mm. and so so immediately i would say just decide okay I'll, I'll do the next one i'll do the next thing and so of course i need to be aware as well if i'm doing it like too much because yeah. it's also not not working for me yeah. So, so yeah, I, I like that we, I think you mentioned awareness like so many times and I hope it's drilled into the listeners <laughs> that is, is about awareness. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so if, um, I'm, I'm going to be asking you uh, some quick questions okay. uh, before we end. But uh, I think it's also very good that you, you mentioned now, if for example, they want to get to know more information about you uh, or maybe they can contact you maybe for some session sure. coaching sessions or whatever where would the best place be um well they can find me on facebook or linkedin okay or my website is expenseconciergesolution.com okay expenseconciergesolution.com yeah. yeah okay cool so we'll i'll provide the links as well for that um yeah cool and uh, mo most information so okay so I have some quick fire questions. What is that? <laughs> yeah, you're shocked. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, it, it's very easy questions. Okay. Okay, first question is, uh, what are one or two books that made a huge shift in your perspective in life? Oh, okay. One book is The Soul of Money. Mm, okay. Yeah, I love that book. Okay. Because it shifted my perspective. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay, cool. Anything else? No, okay. Good, one book. Um, what's an unforgettable failure that created an unexpected success or opportunity for you? Wow, is that a trick question? Can you repeat the question again? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a trick question. Okay, so what's an unforgettable failure, so if you uh -huh. have any failures, that yeah. created an unexpected opportunity or success? Wow. Hmm. The it goes back to my story, the earlier story story that I shared about. You remember I broke down on my first day that I managed my first team. Yes. That to me was a huge failure, and it was being an Asian. It was like a loss of face because I broke down in front of my team. Yes. Yeah, but at the end of that one and a half years that I managed the team, towards the end, or even after uh, after a period of time, I was able. Well, the team was so cohesive. It worked turned out so well that I was able to walk into the office and with confidence and competence and know that any obstacles or challenges that came up during the day for that for my team I would be able to handle. Mm. And I also know that at that point in time no one no one touches my team without going through me. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That was the level of confidence that I have in myself in that role at that point in time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. You, you just closed loop that story. Yeah. <laughs> nice. When, what is uh, one of your most worthwhile investment that you've ever made? Oh, money and you. Money and you. So yeah. it's training. Mm, nice. After three years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, next question. So if you can travel back in time and only meet your 15-year-old self, and give one advice, what would it be? 
go for money and you. Immediately. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even at this point, when I when I, I still go back for money, you to help out during logistics. So yes. sometimes when I go back or when I talk to people who are in the same personal development, even NLP as well, and when, and when I find out that they are like, oh my god, they're only twenty plus years old, so young. Can you imagine the amount of not that I'm very old, but you know the <laughs> <laughs> the the we're in the same age, amount, you know, like. <laughs> the amount of time. The amount of potential, the time, you know, yeah. time is an asset, time is a resource. Yep. They have on their side to help them progress is huge. Mm. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, after coming out from Money and You, what, what my team did was to start a business and mm. start a training business for teenagers, yeah. you know, personal development for teenagers. Well, and, and I guess it is also like kind of like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in a way. And we got a lot from money in you because of all our experiences yes. as well. Yes, right? that's true. That's yeah. true too. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. If you can start off with that, please do. Yeah. All right. Next question. What makes you feel alive? When I receive positive feedback or, or when I can sense in coaching sessions with clients, when I can sense that clients get that shift mm. in perspective of all the things that they are doing and they see action and result um, and progression as a result of that shift, Oh my God, that is so amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Anything else? Nah, I can see you smiling, <laughs> really smiling right now. I'm still there in that. Yeah, in that, in that. <laughs> You're reliving it. Okay. So this, this is a new question that was uh, uh, given by uh, a very smart person. What is one of your proudest moments in life? What is one of my proudest moments in life? Hmm. Proudest moment in life. Yeah. Wow. Proudest moment in life. I know I repeated three times, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm still processing. I'm going to say that I am looking forward to my next proudest moment because mm. I'm not sure. I'm not. I, I guess there's a few in between along the ways, but I'm not sure whether that's the proudest. Proudest. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, so far, so far, what is your proudest? You can say one that that immediately trust your unconscious mind. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that immediately comes up. Proudest moment in life. Mm. Okay, it is when I trust myself enough to step out of my comfort zone. Mm. Was yeah. there a specific time that happened? Um, looking back, looking back, it would have been the time where I uh, left oh okay okay now now i get it okay so my proudest moment and up till now is when i can tell people that i started my company and i've worked at expense concierge and it's been running for the past three years 
Because when I first started it, there was it's sort of like there was no expectation of how long it can sustain. Yeah. And if you have started your own business as you you did, you would have known that it's a challenge. Yep. It's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to happen the next day. And there's lots of ups and downs. Yes. And sometimes I feel so alone that I, w- I was wondering what the hell am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm proud. <laughs> I'm actually really quite proud to say that I've been running it. It's still sustaining and it's still there. Mm-hmm. After and, three years. Yeah, after three years. And it's going to be, you know, uh, running for more years. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So last two questions. What does success look like to you? Success is me being able to um, being in a position where I can impact more people at the same level as I am when I do one to one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what does happiness look like to you? Happiness. To me, is having the flexibility to do my own things at my own time, and doing things that align with my values, and seeing results from it. Nice. Yeah, results is important to me. Hmm. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Thank you Yay. very much, Rachel. Great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wow, isn't that fascinating? Working for a company for so long, 20 plus years, and then you had this this little voice asking you, is this really what you want to do for the rest of your life? Wow. Uh, and, and, it, and it has brought Rachel to some fantastic uh, journey for herself. And is this, is this something that you have been experiencing as well and if it does why not pursue that why not pursue something that will make you happier and more fulfilled in your life right amazing and i hope you've learned uh, a lot uh, from uh, my conversation with rachel and it has inspired you to do something for yourself as well And this really brings me back to why I started this podcast in the first place. It's to really help people, you know, see see that possibilities that they can have in their life. You know, even though they have been in the same industry or been working for so many, many years at the same work, at the same company, right? And because it's really, really possible, really, really possible. And just like how Rachel demonstrated her following her little voice asking what else what else can be done in her life and when she followed that little voice it created a new possibility for her that makes her feel more fulfilled right now isn't that what you want that's right again thank you very much for supporting the podcast and if you know someone that will benefit from this particular episode please do share it to that friend Please do share it to that friend. And as what I always say, always think about possibility.